I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Lloyd Matheson. It was President John F. Kennedy that said, Change is the law of life, and those who look only to the past or present are certain to miss the future. And there are so many places and spaces where we're watching this play out over and over and over again. If you missed our last conversation, uh, talking about uh, this little local union uh, that took on Amazon and organized, again, at a very local level. Uh, and there, there's real power in that. There's a great message in that in terms of what happens when we focus at the local community level. What can be done? Why people trust that as opposed to big, far away, distant institutions. Uh, but a lot of it has to do with the, the, the rate and pace of change and how we look at change. Far too often we look at change as the enemy. Change is not the enemy. Change is not the enemy. Uh, it's how we deal with it, how we navigate it, how we marshal it and channel it. Uh, that's the real test. And so you have to be able to look at the past, get that perspective, look at the future, kind of figure out where things are going, where you want to go. Uh, but you have to be able to act in the present, and that requires us to change. And the question is, is whether or not we're willing to do that. It's what we do now that determines the future, and it's what we do now as it relates to change. And history has shown that the one constant in every life is change. Uh, individuals and organizations who learn that change is not the enemy, but is the way, it is the path. Those are the organizations that learn, that lead, that lift, that grow, uh, and accomplish all of those things. Uh, I was reminded this week, a good friend of mine uh, sent me a, uh, a cartoon uh, that we have cycled back and forth over the years. And it's a classic committee meeting in an organization. And you've got people sitting around the table and the charts on the wall show profits are down and sales are down. And the caption is, what if we don't change at all and something magical just happens? And I see so many organizations and so many politicians and so many business leaders and community leaders who just buy into that. It's like, what if we don't change at all? What if we just keep doing what we've been doing and then something magic happens? Uh, we actually talk about that in the studio as we're preparing the show some days when things aren't going right. And we say, you know, the unicorns are on their way. You know, change is coming. The magic and the pixie dust is just around the corner. Uh, and that kind of magical thinking prevents us from getting to the real thinking that will drive change, produce results, and allow everyone to move forward in a significant way. But, you know, initiating, implementing change, especially in a large organization, it's tough. It's challenging. Uh, 
at best, <laughs> and they can be absolutely disastrous at worst. There are business consultants, leadership experts. Uh, they know that there are many barriers to embracing and then leading others through change. Uh, and a couple of those, I think, are significant with where we are as a nation and where we are in our communities. Uh, being able to lead others through change in particular requires you to be comfortable uh, pushing and uncomfortable with the status quo. Uh, you have to be comfortable challenging the old thinking, the pride. Uh, you have to do something to change distrust. Uh, also, obviously, when you look at any kind of change, there's fear. Uh, particularly the fear of losing power or control, which sadly drives a lot of leaders these days. They're so afraid, so afraid of losing power, so afraid of losing control of their narrative or their message or the way they're managing the explanation of poor performance to uh, their superiors or to the board of directors or whatever it may be. And so you have to really embrace change in a different way. Uh, here, here's some examples, though. Think about this. Uh, currently, there's a, a number of fronts that I think the nation is just paralyzed on because we're unwilling to embrace change. Higher education comes to mind. Uh, a very old school, archaic system, spiraling costs, diminishing return on investment. We've talked about that. And not nearly enough innovation to prepare students for the jobs of the future. Uh, so there's the fear of losing control of the curriculum approval, accreditation requirements, research dollars. Where are they going to go? Uh, all of that status quo stuff prevents institutions from embracing change. Now, we have some right here in Utah who are doing some great things that are accelerating innovation because they're embracing change. Uh, healthcare is another industry uh, and in, uh, insurance in particular where fear is driving way too many decisions in Washington, D.C., uh, drug manufacturers, insurance companies. Uh, sadly, that fear of losing power, losing profits, losing control is preventing the American people from being able to make their own health care decisions with their own doctors. Uh, elected officials have become increasingly afraid of losing power to the point that most of them are afraid of their own shadow. Uh, there are so many decisions these days that are being made by individual politicians and even institutions based solely on the next election or how much money they can raise off of a given issue. I am quick to ask the question of both Republicans and Democrats alike, what are you afraid of? And they're afraid of change. They're particularly afraid of having to change their office address that they might have to be working somewhere else. If they're so afraid to change and embrace change because they're afraid they might lose power, uh, that doesn't serve us well when it comes to we the people. And it's the one thing that we should be asking ourselves before we ever cast a vote. As we march headlong into primary season and into fall elections here in 2022, both locally and nationally, a good question to ask yourself about a candidate is, what is their willingness to embrace change? Are they willing to look at things differently than they have in the past? Are they willing to take new input and information? Are they willing to engage with constituents in a different kind of conversation? Uh, rather than just the uh, pat on the head, thanks for seeing us, uh, thanks for the input, we'll take it under advisement. 
are they really willing to embrace a a change? Those are great questions to ask. Go down the ballot before you cast those votes. Say, how will this person do when it comes to change? Because I, I think we are headed towards an unprecedented season of change in this country that is going to require leaders of all kinds, leaders, elected officials at the federal, state, and local level, businesses, community leaders, and each of us individually are going to have to embrace change in a little different way. And we cannot sit here and think, all you have to do is look at Ukraine and Russia and what is going on and say, well, if we just keep doing what we've been doing, maybe something magical will happen and we'll be okay. Uh, There is no magic pixie dust. Uh, we have to embrace change. We have to lean into change. Uh, we we have to make sure that we're not afraid of change. Uh, and so I bring it full circle uh, back to John F. Kennedy. Change is the law of life. And those who look only to the past or the present are certain to miss the future. Don't miss the future. Create it. It's about change. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today here on KSL News Radio. And remember, as you go out into the world today, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. choice for 100 years or breaking news traffic and weather together and conversation about important stories listen on any smart speaker and in your car at 102.7 fm ksl fm midvale ksl salt lake city thank you for 100 years of trust we have found uh, elizabeth smart she is here and well and healthy uh, in our station from ksl news radio Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.